What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Big Easy Bets podcast. I'm your host, Logan, and with me in the studio, Nick Von Brick. Good afternoon. Episode 80, uh, and we are back after a little hiatus. We haven't heard, um, we haven't really done an episode since the end of the March Madness tournament, so we'll touch on that for just two seconds. I have a a question that I want to ask Nick, Uh, but then we're also talking uh, the Zurich Classics this week, Talladega's on Sunday. You got UFC two something. Don't know what it is, but two sixty one. UFC two sixty one. You've got um, Usman versus Masvidal, um, and then we're gonna talk about the Jake Paul Ben Askren boxing match, if you want to call it that, um, and give our thoughts on that whole um, circus. So, but yeah, NCAA recap. Um, for those that didn't know, I won my bracket challenge. I had Baylor. Um, and the big question that I had that I was asking Nick was, do I hedge? Because if Baylor wins, I win. If Gonzaga wins, obviously the other guy wins um, out of 100 people in our bracket challenge. So I, I, my decision that I went with was, no, I didn't hedge. I doubled down on Baylor. And it was a dominant, dominant victory by Baylor. I know this is a few weeks. I mean, that was weeks ago. So we're, we're late on the recap there. We've been on a on a hiatus, but, um, I just have one question. So if, I mean, we can agree that if Gonzaga would have won, they would have been looked at as the greatest college basketball team of all time. I I don't know. A lot of people were saying that. Yeah. I think I'm not a college basketball historian. They would have gone undefeated and I mean, swept, ran the table first team ever to do that, I guess, since they started, I think since like they expanded the tournament in 1985, yeah. So, so yeah. So the question is where 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 does that rank Baylor all time? Yeah, I don't know. See, I don't know too much about like I can I know a little bit about the recent history of college basketball, yeah, yeah. but as far as like you got the Kentucky teams and there. More than 10 them. years ago, I was like, I don't Yeah. I don't know. I know very little about more than 10 years ago, and I even know little about 5 years ago. I would put I would put this Baylor team top three, all time. I really I really think I would. Um, with the ability, their their shooting ability, mixed with the defensive ability, Davion Mitchell is incredible. Um, he the the game he played on both ends of the floor that night to win the championship was outstanding. Butler played great. Um, Vital played great. That really everybody, even with their bigs getting into a little bit of foul trouble, they still, I mean, just a dominant wire to wire finish. It never really was in doubt, even though you know, I was just kept waiting. I kept waiting for that Gonzaga run for them to close the gap. Closest I think they got it once Baylor went out to their big lead. The closest they got back in it was I think ten. And yeah, then, nine maybe yeah. at one point. Yeah, I think it was ten at halftime. They might, yeah, they might have had it to nine at one point in the second half, but then Baylor went on another run, stretched it, stretched out their lead back to pretty much what it was, and didn't look back. So, um, but yeah, I would say top three. I would put them up there, top three. Mix in defense and three point shooting ability and just playmaking ability of the guards. Um, I, I'd like to hear other people's opinions on that because I'm sure 
I mean, you got a ton of different teams that you could go down the list, but I mean, this will definitely be one March Madness tournament. I mean, the March Madness tournament that I'll never forget. It's the first time I've won the bracket challenge and not to mention, I mean, we had a very profitable, very profitable tournament giving out games on the podcast. So if you were following along, I had a lot of people tweeting saying, thank you, this and that go, go put a tweet out and tag us on. I mean, it's way too late now, but for future references, cause we're going to hand out winners in football. Um, but yeah, so I just wanted to talk about that because that was, we never got a chance to recap it. And that was a dominant performance that won me a large sum of money. So I was very happy to see that go my way. Um, and I was happy that I didn't hedge because I, I thought about it for a second. And then I was like, no, I've I made the pick. I was confident in the pick. So I had to ride with it and double down on them. Um, but all right. So let's talk about the Jake Paul, Ben Askren fight that happened over the weekend. Um, uh, I will start with, do you think it was, you think it was fixed? Like no. a lot of people think, I don't think so either. I don't think so either. A lot of people saw, uh, Ben Askren smiling in the hallway with his wife after the fact. I mean, he got dropped referee waved it off and he was, he was out of there. He said, see you later. Took his money and ran. Um, and I don't, thanks for a million yeah, bucks. Yeah. I don't, I don't blame him one <laughs> bit. I don't blame him one bit. Um, I mean, what's he supposed to do? Sulk? Like he's not a boxer. He's a, he's, this was an easy payday for a guy that is looking for easy paydays. Not, I mean, that's essentially what Jake Paul's doing. There's so much hype around this dude that everybody wants to see him lose. It's kind of the McGregor effect. You, you either love him or you hate him. Um, and you're, you're paying to watch him lose and he's fighting people that aren't boxers. He's making millions of dollars. Like, I mean, love him or hate him. You got to respect what he's doing a little bit. Um, but yeah, I don't blame Ben Askren one bit for smiling with his wife. So I was giving him a hug. Like we're richer. Like, I mean, what do you expect? Uh, what do you have any takeaways from the, the event? Um, I like the fact that Snoop Dogg was getting everybody oh, high yeah. as could be. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of shit that happened in this thing, but Damn. yeah, I I bet on Jake Paul, and I was like, oh, that's right, you, yeah. I right. was so close to putting it out, but I was like, it wasn't something I was proud of, you know, because <laughs> I don't, I don't, I'm not a fan of him or anything like that. I'm not either, and I love boxing, and I don't think it's a good look for boxing. You could argue otherwise. I just feel like it taints the sport. Yeah, but it's not it's it's something totally different than um traditional boxing. Yeah. Well, like you don't have a guy um in his third professional fight that's going to headline in, in boxing or in MMA in his third professional fight that's going to headline a pay-per-view card that sells 1.5 million buys. No, yeah, that's It's just not going to happen. That's the era we're in. So it's now. like a lot of people are trying to compare Jake Paul to other professional fighters and he's not he's a professional entertainer. Yeah, so, no, he is. Yeah. Um he's already reached past fame status of most fighters will ever reach. Before he even started fighting, no, yeah, he had he attained that level by the time he was eighteen years old. So, so it's like a, when you when you call him out or say something like, "Oh, we'll fight a real fighter or a real boxer," it's like, "Oh, who who the hell would he fight? That's a boxer that anyone would care." Like he's bringing a fan base that doesn't really care that much about boxing. Yeah, 
You get what I'm saying? So it's like you put them in there with somebody. Like there's a few high name boxers: Canelo Alvarez, Tyson Fury, mm-hmm. um, but Gen- Gennady Golovkin. Yeah, and then even though he's on his way, he's there's a there. few more people that. Terrence Crawford, Errol Spence. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there's big names, but well, it's like you wouldn't put them in there with them. But that's the only names that would ring. Yeah, and we're forgetting about Teofimo Lopez. He was actually yeah, on the broadcast. That could even match. Yeah, he's one. He's small. He's one forties, something yeah. like that. But it's like he's a that to match him up with one of those guys wouldn't even make any sense. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, he's no or Can, anybody Canelo, lesser than that. Yeah, Canelo, because they don't. You have to match them up with somebody that has can not match the level of the fame, but come somewhat close. Yeah, and like a Canelo Alvarez could. He's looked at as pound for pound one of the best in the sport right now, if not the best right now. Um, but Canelo Alvarez is not going to fight Jake Paul. He shouldn't fight Jake Paul. Yeah, they're not on the same level. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know where you stand with how how talented of a boxer you think no, i think he's he, he's good i think he has skill but he's not able to withstand one round with canelo alvarez no but i mean neither is a lot of other neither is a lot of other professional boxers so to me when you look at it uh even if you want to draw a comparison to the sport of boxing or the sport sport of mma it's not like it's because of the level of fame that he's that he's receiving that People are demanding that he fight someone better, mm-hmm. but well, I mean, well, dude, but it's, frickin', also, it's um, also the way he goes about it, though, because he's out there saying he's the fa- he really honestly what he's doing is he's, I think he's watching old clips of Conor McGregor and just regurgitating what he <laughs> says. He's calling himself the face of the fight game. He's doing the at the weigh in the 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 um the stare down at the weigh in. He's he's like posing like McGregor. Yeah, like, he like drew an arrow but did the wide karate stance. But he shit he shits on McGregor, but I mean he is doing ex- and, and McGregor was smart the way he went about it. So he's smart to try to emulate what Conor McGregor did, but it's like he wants to shit on McGregor along the way. It's like Conor McGregor's talking about about buying Manchester United. Like like Conor McGregor yeah. made it more than any UFC fighter has ever made it before him or after him. Um but I just just the way he's going about it, like, oh, I'm the face of the fight game, and who's a better fighter than me right now? A lot of people. If he fights McGregor, who do you think wins? Um, Connor. But you think it's close? No, I don't even but think it's close against other MMA guys. He's if like let's say he fights another. Like that's what this is what's going to happen. He's going to fight another MMA guy that's probably okay, semi-retired. So, or so if something. he fights Tyron Woodley. Yeah, I think he would beat Tyron Woodley in a I boxing match. Hundred percent. So. Tyron Woodley's striking is explosive, but dude, Jake Paul is skilled. Tyron Woodley, I Jake Paul, he is he's not a mediocre boxer. He he's got a, the ability. You can see it. He's he's I been would, training, but Tyron Woodley would be able to put him in a place that nobody. Nate Robinson's not putting him there. The YouTubers not putting him there, and then Ben Askren's definitely not putting him there. Tyron Woodley is a freak of nature, at, yeah, so athleticism wise, and he knows how to throw. And he, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. He Tyron Woodley's n- not a good boxer. I would say I, I would bet on Tyron Woodley, and I I would think Tyron Woodley would be the favorite in that matchup. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. Maybe, but if he weren't. I I will bet on Jake Paul just because dude Tyron I've I've watched Tyron Woodley he's a lunge right. he lunges with his punches he's not a good he's not a good boxer I mean maybe if he trained he just boxing 
and he had a whole camp to focus on that, that he could hone in on skills. But I mean, did you see that video? It was a short video, but uh, that Mike Perry released of their sparring session. No, he, he, he was piecing Jake Paul up a little bit. Jake Paul didn't release that footage and Mike Perry was laughing and he says, I came in, I'm a good training partner. That's what you do. Cause there was the footage of him telling Jake, like, yeah, man, you kicked my ass. Like he said, you're supposed to build up the people that pay you to help them train. Like he said, but then he released footage. It wasn't like he was rocking him, like he was about to knock him out, but he had him up on the ropes in the corner. He was back and defending himself. Like Mike Perry was in control, rocking the body, all of that. And Mike Perry is a middle-of-the-road guy. Yeah, but there could be – his striking is definitely the um, – is the uh, strength of his – his game and fighting. Who, Mike Perry? Yeah. yeah, definitely. He wants to stand up and throw. But also with Jake Paul, we haven't seen him go past. Uh, what, what Did Nate Robinson make it to the second round? No, right? Uh, Yeah, I think he did. Did he? Yeah. Okay, well, he put zero pressure. Well, he, he hasn't been tested by anybody. Which, well, is, but, which, which I think there's no way Woodley wouldn't test him. He's not one-hit starch in Woodley. No, no. It would be a good fight, but I think that just looking at I would expect a professional, a very good professional, to do what Jake Paul is doing to these people. He knocked them out in under in a, just over a minute. It's like the first serious punch he threw knocked Ben Askren out. No, it did. It, so it's like, and then with Nate Robinson as well. I mean, Nate Robinson was a wild animal in there, but no, yeah, but that's I would expect it. a professional to do. He's knock, he's knocking people out. The first dude was a, a YouTuber, like same. Basically, same person as Jake Paul, except from the UK. The second guy was Nate Robinson, a small NBA player. So, obviously, great athleticism, but doesn't look like he ever put on a pair of boxing gloves in his life. Then you got Ben Askren, who literally has... I mean, I don't know of anybody that has the worst stand-up than Ben Askren in UFC history. I'm sure you can find somebody, but, I mean, realistically, like, there's never been a guy more that is like... He cannot throw his hands at all, and he hit Jake Paul. He actually caught him with a right hand, kind of kind of a right hook, hit him in the face. Um, and I was I was kind of surprised. I was like, okay, like he actually caught him. If he can like build on that, if Tyron Woodley catch if he's if he's letting Ben Askren hit him first round right off the bat, and he, you better not let Tyron Woodley do that. You better not let. Yeah, the thing with Woodley is like he's never been a he's had success with his striking, but not as far as um like outpointing somebody. Yeah, but with who, it. who did he well yeah, yeah. But I uh, know I, I would think I mean, Woodley can throw bombs. It's not uh, like Yeah, well that's about it though. No, I know, but who would who did he who was his last fight that he, he just lost recently? Uh, Vicente Luca. Yeah. He was throw he was exchanging with him and he looked like he was he came to fight like typically the last few fights of Woodley he it didn't look like he was his heart was in it he looked like he didn't really give a shit but I, I'll say he got rocked against Luke and then he responded and he was piecing him up a little bit but Luke was just better and withstood the the storm um I, I don't think I, I, don't, I just think there's a big discrepancy between um Boxers and MMA guys, as far as boxing is no, concerned. No, yeah, boxing's an art. That's what, yeah. You, it, it is, but it's all, like, their precision. No, that's what I mean. Yeah, that falls under what I'm saying. Like, it's like, uh, when, you, when you're just able to train boxing. Yeah, they're technicians. They're, they're experts. It's like a crowd. jiu-jitsu guy that's just, yeah. if, he, if he's just training jiu-jitsu and he gets in a jiu-jitsu match with one of the MMA guys, yeah. he's probably going to win. Yeah. 
it's just like that in boxing. It's like I get that you're boxing in MMA and you're throwing punches and stuff, but it's not it's not the same because I see so many boxing fights. You know, you see these highlight knockouts where it's a guy he's wearing eight, ten, twelve ounce gloves and he puts somebody to sleep. It's like, dude, if you were wearing four ounce gloves like mm-hmm. the UFC, yeah, they're killing people. Right? It's, yeah. it's like, yeah. No, yeah, I get what you're saying. Um, but I still, I mean, dude, the Mike Perry footage, like I said, it's not that crazy where you're like, holy shit, he's getting fucked up. It's not that drastic, but he was, Mike Perry was definitely in control and he said he's got more footage. So he said he just was being a good training partner, but Jake Paul decided to come out and release a footage of Mike Perry saying, oh, you fucked me up. Like, yeah, they're saying that uh, they might fight next. So. Yeah, and that, I mean, Jake Paul very well could win that fight. Like, that's not, he's not a guy, he is known for his stand-up. He's not known for his ground game or anything, so that's at least yeah, but a step like he, in the right if direction. if Jake Paul came out and, like, <laughs> knocked Mike Perry out, yeah. that would be some, that would be a serious statement. Like No, yeah, it would, yeah. I, I, yeah because Mike Perry, if anything, not known for, for being that good of a fighter. He's but looked at as his a toughness tough, uh, yeah, is a tough. not questioned by anybody. Exactly. Yeah. No, I agree. So yeah, if he did, then that would be one that I'd I'd be interested in seeing. But he's calling out Daniel Cormier. It's like Yeah. Like what do you think about that? What well, do I mean I don't know where they what weight they would fight at. That's what I'm saying. Cormier's got what, a hundred pounds on him? Yeah, Jake Paul is one ninety one. I mean well, Cormier has fought at two oh five, but he's not coming down to two oh five to fight. I mean what do you think he is right now? Two fifty? Two sixty? Yeah, two fifty probably. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how fat he's letting himself. But say, get. but say, <laughs> say he was in shape. I mean, you think Jake Paul wins that fight? Um, I don't know. Cormier's got hands. If Cormier's like, yeah, Cormier can box, but um, Cormier's got hands. It doesn't look like it. Just looking at him, like it looks like he's got hands for donuts, but he's got he's got hands. No, like, and if yeah, if he if he got hit by Cormier, it'd be something. He's gonna fuck him up. That's what I'm like, dude. What are we talking about? He has fought one. One professional fighter, and he's the worst striker in the history of the sport. Yeah, I mean, uh, Ben Askren even said I was watching the one, one of the podcasts with him, and he was like, he was saying how I really felt like if I got into the later rounds, like I could have roughed him up. Then he said it was we know we knew he had a good overhand right, and it's that was the one punch that I wanted people to throw more than anything. He said, it's an old habit. Like he couldn't break his way old ways. Like, cause he's waiting for the overhand, right. Then he's shooting for a takedown. Um, but yeah, I mean, no, there's no doubt about it. He set it up perfectly with the left-handed jab. Fucking kind of just barely, barely touched him and then fucking rocked him with the right. Yeah. And he went to the body and meet like immediately. Yeah. The fight started and that really set it up too. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't think it was fixed. I think that Jake Paul is a lot better than anybody. A lot of people are giving him credit for, and um, I mean he's supposed to go out there and create controversy. That's his character that yeah. he's developed, and what's got him all this type of no, fame yeah, and all that. Yeah, he's he's doing exactly what he should do in his role. That's what I'm saying. I'm not hating on the dude, but whenever you're like, oh, I'll fuck up Conor McGregor. I mean, it's no secret. I, I love Conor McGregor. I think Conor McGregor is one of the greatest UFC fighters of all time. I think Conor McGregor would fuck Jake Paul up at any point in time that he felt like he wanted to in that fight. Yeah, there's no, there's little doubt, Mama. Conor, his is angles, the his best striking. boxer in the UFC. Yeah, one of the the best. Just the fact that he I'd was say able. Right to, now, he's the best boxer 
straight up boxer that the UFC's ever had. I agree. Yeah, I and think I think so he could go. I think he could compete for a world championship in boxing. The fact that he was able to even catch Floyd Mayweather with that uppercut was like a win in its own. Like, there's so many people that can't say that that, that fought Floyd Mayweather and were like didn't get to even. And it wasn't like he rocked him. But he hit him. He connected with mm-hmm. a pretty good uppercut. It's like there's people that Floyd Mayweather fought that can't say that that are professional lifetime boxers. He would fuck Jake Paul up so bad it wouldn't even be it wouldn't even be funny. And it's like there's nothing for Connor to gain from getting into the ring with Jake Paul. Yeah, like I, I hope he doesn't even entertain except him. for a bunch of money. But not even he could go fight he could go fight Floyd Mayweather again and make even more money. Even though maybe not because people have already seen that go down. Yeah, no, th- I think people would pay to watch it again. But um, yeah, I don't know. The, like I won't. I didn't. We didn't pay. He for got it. a we, six figure. We illegally, we illegally streamed it. We're not gonna pay for. That. I'm not paying for that. There, yeah, there was a slap boxing fight in the middle of it. That was the best thing. The that best. Happened. The best part of it was Pete Davidson, yeah. and Snoop Dogg. Pete Davidson. I'd much rather see um. The 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 locker the slap room? boxing didn't hear Snoop Dogg and Oscar <laughs> what, De La Hoya talk about oh, bullshit. Oh, dude, De La Hoya. Th- those are two Jesus of my least. Look, Christ. I love boxing, and then I like I'm a big into hip hop and rap. Yeah, and I hate Snoop Dogg. Yeah, and I hate Oscar De La Hoya. Yeah, these are two of the. See, Snoop Dogg's got funny one-liners, but I was saying the same thing. Like, like Snoop Dogg's Snoop Dogg. A lot of a lot of the older generation are gonna hate to hear, but Snoop Dogg's a has been dude. What is what is Snoop Dogg doing right now? Like, the the best thing that he was doing was getting all those old white guys high on the stand, like on the on the podium. Like that was the best thing he was doing. That one dude was was lit up big time. The old guy with the comb over was was on another level. Um, but Pete Davidson with his, with his locker room interviews, that was great. I mean, you can tell he, when he sat down with Astrid, I was like, oh, he really fucking hates Jake Paul. Like, I didn't even know that I was, and he's back there with Jake Paul (laughs) talking to him. Apparently he, so Jake Paul's got some pending, um, sexual assault allegations out, um, kind of hanging over his head right now. Apparently Pete Davidson, they blocked it out from the broadcast. He asked him about it apparently like straight up. And, um, and Jake was like, you can't joke about that. And he's like, I'm not joking. <laughs> like, like Pete Davidson doesn't give a fuck, dude. Um, yeah, and then he was like, no, nah, we were really just coming in here to ask you what your favorite color Yeah, was. he's like, I can take a guess. They're all dressed in yellow. Yeah. He's like, I can take a good guess. And then Jake Paul awkwardly said it was blue. Yeah. No, dude. One it was thing, one of the weirdest things. It was. It was one of like those like cringy exchanges from the whole thing. But one thing is for certain, Jake Paul does not know how to talk shit. Did you watch the the pre-fight press Yeah, no, he's like an awkward... Like, I'm, I don't know too much about him. I don't know how you can be in front of a camera I don't your know whole life. how he became as... Fan- I feel like his brother was better at whatever they did than him. His brother has revitalized his career, for one, because I, I, the Japanese forest thing, do you remember that? No. He went to the... There's the suicide forest in, ja- in Japan, he went and like took videos and was like mocking people. Essentially, this was back when uh, this was like probably he got banned from YouTube or well, something. This was like 2015. Oh, this was he got canceled before cancel culture was a thing. Um, but he completely made a 180. Like is back in the good graces of like the media and and the population. I guess. Um, yeah. No, his podcast is. Uh, it's not. Good. Yeah, it's not bad. I I used to not like him at all, but I don't have any issue with him. Um, I mean, I don't have any issue with either one of them. But Jake Paul's just a douche. Um. But yeah, so he uh, completely made a 180 and kind of got back in the spotlight, I guess. Um, but yeah, I mean, Jake Paul kind of came up like just making videos for like kids and shit. 
Like his his whole following was like a bunch of like twelve year olds. So, but it's like I don't know how you can be in front of a camera your entire life and then like freeze up. Like Ben Askren, dude. Ben Askren, obviously he got knocked the fuck out, but he's like he's a pretty funny dude. Like you can tell he's intelligent. Like he's witty, yeah. he's witty with his remarks and all of that. Um, but yeah, Jake Paul's shit talk on the on stage was like, what is he talking about? Like it just sounds so. Like he's just trying so hard to be something. That yeah, he's it's not. like it's like um, if you ever been around like some dude, or you're around girls or something, it's like this dude that's trying to like impress girls by seeming tough. Yeah, yeah, he, that's the way he acts. It's so like, fabricated. Like, yeah. I, I hate I hate people that aren't genuine. And it's like it just feels like he's trying so hard. He's getting red. Like, it, like what are you getting red in the face for? Like that's what I'm saying. You've been in front of a camera since you were like. 13 years old and now like you're getting it's like he was uncomfortable and then like that little and then ben puts his hand on his face and he gives him like a little kidney punch like i don't know it was the whole thing is just weird um but i mean if any, the things that are for certain are one it wasn't fixed two jake's jake paul can box a little bit uh and three jake paul get fucked up by conor mcgregor i stand by that wholeheartedly um but i'll look forward to see who he's fighting next and um I mean, well, sure, we'll be talking about it, and he'll make them millions of dollars if you do. If don't buy that, don't buy those fights. Just stream them illegally, like the rest well, of us. Well, the whole I want the the production was shit, dude. Like they're just winging it. You can tell it's so they're just going off the script. Basically, like, um, the co-main event was cool. De La Hoya is so fucking aggravating. Uh, he's an idiot. Dude, he should be embarrassed. Dana White. Yeah, he should. Dana White was in the um, post-fight press con or the post-event press conference for the UFC, which was going on at the same time. I'm sure he wasn't happy about that. Probably took away some uh, some views. But he was like, uh, yeah. And talking about De La Hoya coming back. He's like, yeah, well, cocaine's expensive. So what can you do? You got, he's got he's to make money. Uh, but yeah, he looked like a jackass, dude. He kept saying the dude's name was the USS because he was in the Navy. That was his nickname. He kept saying the USSR. Like, no, this is not Soviet Russia. Like, yeah. you fucking moron. Yeah, he was. Uh, dude, he's an idiot. He said. He said when I come back, he said I'm gonna fight the best. I'm gonna <laughs> do my best, and I'm gonna go down the hardest <laughs> or something <laughs> like that. I was like. What the hell is this guy talking about? No, yeah, he was coked out of his mind. But um, no, yeah, dude, everybody was high. You could tell. You could tell Pete Davidson was like he he had said too. He's like, I just smoked with Snoop, and then he's back in Jake Paul's locker room. Like you could tell he was high as shit. Like asking him, dude, when he asked him the what, oh, we were just gonna ask what your favorite color was, like, but I could take a good guess. They're all decked out in nothing but yellow. Um, and then Jack Harlow's just casually standing right there. Just smiling, staring at Jake Paul. It was a weird. It was really weird. But um, honestly, kind of lost in all the chaos was that fact that the Rougarou fought Regis Progre. Yeah, and he got a mil. He got close to a million. Did he really? Yeah, I was confused why he was on it because he's the best 140 pounder. Not well, no, but he's he's one of the top 140 pounders. What what is yeah, Tifa Lopez at? Uh, he's 135. 135. Okay, Regis, but they're Regis. talking about him going up. And that's why, because they were saying that him and his dad were watching that fight closely. Yeah. Dude, Regis Progray's fucking good. No, he is very good. He's from, he's, uh, from New Orleans. So he's got it all over his chest. Dude is damn good. Um, the dude he fought was fucking faking bad. Did you see that? Oh yeah. That was the worst thing I've ever seen in boxing. 
Yeah, he's I don't, grabbing his nuts. He was screaming for twenty. He got minutes. onto the stretcher, bro. They, they put him on the backboard, and he's still <laughs> screaming though. He's he was like yelling out loud, like like literally yelling. You go and look the the force of uh, the Rougarou's punch got blocked by the elbow for one, and then it's like if it hit anything, it hit his hip. I was so confused. I thought there was like I I didn't know what they were about to do. I was like if they say like oh we got to wave it off do like it's a draw or something it's like a no contest i mean yeah. yeah i'm like i was like you got to be kidding me no they reviewed it and they changed the decision Regis just started fucking it was like up. it went to a technical decision because the fight ended before it was complete yeah but they overturned it to a, to a knockout oh good yeah Regis started fucking him up it was only a matter of time and that dude knew it so he and, and i like how i do like how the announcers can say whatever they want like, oh, he's like, oh, Jesus, he is fucking him up. Like, he was literally <laughs> saying it. And he's like, I'm high as shit. <laughs> like, what is this dude talking? There was one dude who was, it's like all those outcasts from like, like whoever had a job with ESPN or Fox and all that, they like probably got kicked out. It's like the dude, um, the Cincinnati Reds announcer on a hot mic. Like, it's people like that. That's who they're looking for. Um, but yeah, it was interesting to say the least. Uh, the slap box competition was a strange idea, but it that, was funny. If that one dude would stop pulling away, he would kept yeah, flinching. He, an old boy would get <laughs> yeah. pissed, bro. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was ticking like well, a man. <laughs> the weirdest thing, though, is why do we have, why is Ric Flair there? Dude, Ric Flair's blood pressure. It looked like Ric Flair was going to have a heart attack at any moment. Uh, <laughs> no, I and like, when old boy would move. Yes. <laughs> and then Ric Flair would be shaking his head. <laughs> no, dude, that's when I was like, I was, because I was. It was so, they had a lot of superstars there, but it was like, it didn't make no, they any did. sense whatsoever. They did, but then, so, but Ric Flair came just randomly walking, like, out of the janitor's closet or something, walking down the hallway, and then. Then you see Pete Davidson watching him walk towards him, and he's doing his like the Nature Boy like shtick, and I'm that's when I feel like Pete Davidson probably set in for him. He's like, I'm high as fuck. I'm like, what am, what is going on? Yeah, he said, I need a fire. My <laughs> <agent>. <laughs> yeah, that's what he said. That shit was hilarious, dude. He said, Yeah, I think I'm about to call my agent and fire, <laughs> dude. Pete Davidson, without him, it would have been really weird. He he did a a, a really good job. Um. But all right, so yeah, we'll we'll see who Jake Paul fights next, and uh, uh, we'll we'll see what happens. Um, all right, so what do we got next? So obviously the Zurich Classic is this week, uh, New Orleans PGA Golf Tournament. It's the only tournament on the PGA Tour where they uh, where it's teams. It's teams of two, uh, big names that really stand out. Obviously the first being John Rahm, who is the betting favorite, plus seven hundred. Uh, Colin Morikawa is making his. He's I think it's is it still his I think it's his second year on tour now officially. Um, but he's one of the big names. You got Patrick Cantlay, Xander Shoffley, you got Mark Leishman, um, Tony Finau's back. He's there, he's been there, I think, at least the last three years. Um, so some pretty big names. Bubba Watson and Scotty Scheffler are there. Bubba Watson seems to be there every year. Um, and we're supposed to be going to this if the weather holds up on Saturday, which I really hope it does. I wanted to go last year and obviously got canceled due to COVID. Um but it's really fun. I had a great time two years ago when we went. We were we were heckling Patrick Reed, uh, fresh off of his Masters victory. But yeah, so the way the odds stand right now, uh, the favorites are John Rahm and uh, Palmer plus seven hundred. Yeah, so, and they're defending champions. Rahm was there last year, um, or two, two years, years ago? ago. They won it. Yeah, really, I was there. Um, 
I was out in the sun. We were drinking. It was a long day. Um, yeah, I, I would say I, me personally, so I'm going to bet on it, and I would really love if we're able to go. But I'm going to take John Rahm plus 700. I mean, he's a top five, got to be top three golfer in the world right now. Uh, I'm and also, a really good final round at the Masters. Yeah, that is true. Six um, under. Uh, I'm also going to take Colin Morikawa and Matthew Wolf plus 1,200. Wolf's got that really funky drive where he, like, hitches at the top and, like, shakes his hips and then swings. Um, but Morikawa is one of the upcoming young stars in the sport. So plus 1,200, I'll take a shot with them. And I'm also going to take Tony Finau and Cameron Champ as well, plus 1,500. Uh, that's all. I'll take those three. I'm not going to take anything else. I, actually, I take that back. One more. I'm going to take Justin Rose and Henrik Stenson, uh, plus 3,000. Okay. Yeah, I'm not a – I bet on the Masters, but other uh, other than like – I don't know if I'm going to bet on this, but if I were, one of the teams that I was looking at was uh, Billy Horschel and Sam Burns. Billy Horschel was on a team that won this before at a 30-1 to underdog, and uh, Sam Burns played at LSU, right? Sam Burns, yeah. So being from the area and around there, he's probably knows the course, has a little bit more f- familiarity than uh, most people that haven't played here before. But, um, yeah, I think, what are they? That's a good point. Plus 2,000 for Horschel and Burns. Yeah, so 20 to 1. That will be the a, a longer shot. I mean, in the, in the past years, they've had 100 to 1 uh, team win it. Yeah. With Cameron Smith and Jonas Bl- Blinkst. I think that's how you say his name. Don't don't uh I won't quote you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um so yeah, I, I like the t- teams that you mentioned as well with um Rom, then Shawful and Cantley. Um those I mean those are the big names, you know. Yeah. Another team to look at is um Hovland and Ventura. I really like Victor Hovland a lot. Yeah. I, I would be And Ace Ventura. Yep. It's pretty good as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I would assume this is Hovland's first time at this tournament. If it's not his first, it's his second. But he it was his rookie season. Um, I mean, I think last year was the start. I remember watching his first round as a professional, and you can tell the dude's really good. Um, but yeah, so give me Rahm and Palmer. Give me uh, Morikawa and Wolf. Give me Finau and Champ, and then give me Rose and Stenson. So. Um, it's only $35 to go as well. So if you want to, we'll be out there on Saturday and you want to buy a, uh, a day pass, come hang out. We can follow them around. And, uh, it really is fun. I had a really, a really good time two years ago, but what else we got? Um, you want to touch on Dega real quick? And then we'll talk about, obviously the main thing is UFC. What is it? UFC 261. Um, Yeah. Yeah, we'll touch on UFC 261, um, but, I mean, you're, you're basically the NASCAR guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, I'll throw out a couple picks out there and out of the blue, but, I mean, I'm not going to lie to anybody. I, I I haven't watched very much NASCAR. So, uh, yeah, I haven't watched either, but I've been trying to keep up with it a little bit. There's going to be a rain delay. Um, Yeah, that's a, likely, so if you can bet on that. It's fucking crazy. Probably minus 500. On if there's a rain delay, you can bet that. No, nah, I just made the. Oh, uh, I was gonna say I'll bet my life <laughs> savings on it. I haven't seen a NASCAR race without a rain delay in God knows how long. But yeah, who who do you like? 
Um, almost went to this. Almost went to Dega. Yeah, I'm gonna go next year. I'm down to go. So actually, there's two. You know that, right? There's two Talladega races yeah. this year. Is there one later this year? There's yeah. probably one later this year. I'd potentially be down for that. Um, I think it's like October, maybe around then. But yeah, who? Which way? Which side are you leaning? So Martin Truex has been racing really well. Obviously, Denny Hamlin has been racing well. Uh, last year's Cup winner Chase Elliott is hasn't won yet. I don't think I'm like ninety nine point nine percent positive that that's a true statement. But uh, yeah, I think Truex has won twice. Hamlin's always in the con- contention to win. It seems. Yeah, he seems to be. And uh, I don't think we've heard too much from Kevin Harvick. Last year he started off really strong, mm-hmm. but um. Yeah, remember this race last year? It was like a crazy finish with Stenhouse and Ryan Blaney. Yeah, I kind of do. I vaguely remember it. Blaney won. Yeah, like by... I had Blaney, I'm pretty sure. It was a photo finish. I think I might have had There was a crash. Actually, no, I had both of them because remember we always bet Stenhouse. And I remember I was like, oh, fuck yeah, Blaney. And then all of a sudden Stenhouse was coming out. He kind of got through the wreckage. And I was like, oh, my God. It was, like, close as shit. I would have won so much money if uh, if Stenhouse would have snuck in there. But, I mean, I still I still hit with Blaney. But, yeah, no, I do. I remember that exactly. Yeah, so, I mean, <laughs> these super speedways are, if you're a Ricky Stenhouse fan, like, when we first got in the NASCAR, we instantly became Ricky Stenhouse fans. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, when he's racing on a super speedway is when he has the best chance to win. It's when everybody – it's kind of kind of a toss-up. Um, like, Michael McDowell, who was 150-1, to one, yeah. uh, won the Daytona 500, which is the other super speedway. So, I mean, anybody can win the race. If I, if I were betting it, I'd look – I don't have the odds in front of me. And I'll, Do you? I can find them. So um, I would go with, I would put a bet on Chase Elliott because from what I've seen from him, he's put together some little bitty runs of success, but he just not hasn't had a full race uh, that he put it all the way together to get a win. I think he finished second at the Daytona 500. Mm-hmm. So he had a good running there. Uh, being at another super speedway, you got to, go with him and he's he's clearly one of the best drivers and then i'd look at stenhouse as well as a as a as a longer shot yeah i mean you gotta go you gotta go with uh with stenhouse like nick said only the super speedways are when stenhouse even has a a shot in hell so um you know he's gonna be racing his ass off he's got two chances to win every year so if he doesn't win those eventually the sponsors are gonna drop him um Let's see here. Yeah, and he'll have to get a Fig Newton uh, thing <laughs> on his windshield. <laughs> <laughs> I am trying to pull this up. Everything wants to go really, really slow. Okay, so um, you said Chase Elliott. You got plus 1,100 on Chase Elliott. Ricky Stenhouse is plus 1,600. You're getting 16 to 1 odds on Stenhouse. Oh, damn, that's not as good as you want. Well, it's a lot better than his usual 100 to 1 odds. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, well, I mean, they know this. I want at least, like, I wanted, like, 30 to 1. He's got a chance, so. um, But, yeah, no, I'll still take 16 to 1 on Stenhouse. Another, so I'll take a, a shot in the dark. Um, 
now that I say the odds, it's not really a shot in the dark. Plus nine hundred, Joey Logano. Yeah, who who's done well this year as well? He I think he won at the dirt track, maybe. Mm-hmm. So yeah, give me Stenhouse. Um, give me Logano. Are you taking Truex? You said are you or no? No, but what's his odds? Truex is twenty two to one. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't take him. No. Um. So yeah, give me Stenhouse. Give me Logano, and then give me uh Kyle Busch as well, eighteen to one. And you can you can take it to the bank. Um, I haven't watched a single NASCAR race all year. Yeah, I'd go with uh, Denny Hamlin. What's his odds? Denny Hamlin's the favorite, plus six fifty. Okay. Well, yeah. So Denny Hamlin, um, Chase Elliott. He'll probably be. This will be one, two, three. Mm-hmm. Denny Hamlin, Chase Elliott, and um, who knows? Stenhouse might be one and. And uh, Hamlin and Elliott are right behind him. But, yeah, that that would be the three I'm going with. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, well, there you go. I mean, yeah, if you if you, if you don't watch NASCAR and you're thinking about it, Talladega is a good race to start. Talladega and Daytona, uh, you can't really go wrong. Um, so, all right, UFC 261, Usman versus Masvidal 2. Um, we can start from the bottom here. I don't really see anything on the prelims that I liked. Um uh, I was looking at Oliveira plus one twenty five. I'd consider that on the prelims, um, but I don't know. I'm gonna stay away. You got Anthony Lionheart Smith, who is not. I mean, we saw him fight John Jones. They said he's not really Lionhearted, but he's taking on Jimmy Crute, um, Australian. He's twelve and one. Uh, he's got five knockouts. Um, Crute's minus 195. Anthony Smith, you're getting plus 165. I guess that would be something to consider there, but, I mean, I don't really know. I don't I don't love the matchup. I, do you have specific picks already written down? Yeah. Okay. Are you on this fight? No. Which way would you lead? Um, I don't know. Yeah, I mean. I'd go with Crute. Would you? Is that his name? Yeah. Yeah. Um, then you got Just because um, Smith is like a guy – who is either, if he doesn't get the finish, he's going to lose, basically. Mm-hmm. He doesn't get a lot of wins by um, decision. Decision. So, to me, I just, I don't really know much about Kroot, but obviously he's put together a couple wins in a row, probably, mm-hmm. to get get a fight like this. So, he's probably an up-and-comer. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to stay away from that. But then you got Uriah Hall taking on Chris Weidman. Are you on this? Yeah. Weidman minus 125 is what I currently see it at, and Uriah Hall plus 105. Which side are you leaning here? Uh, I'm going with Uriah Hall. Really? Interesting. Yeah, striking. I think the striking's mm-hmm. uh, going to be too much. Huh? I know Weidman's kind of gone back to the basics of trying to, you know, wrestle yeah, he wants to and get it done that way. But I think Uriah Hall uh, withstands that storm of initial takedown attempts and um once that those fail i don't know where wide wideman's gonna go yeah so i i, I think uriah hall is probably gonna win and i do think that it'll probably be by knockout yeah i mean uriah hall's not not bad on the ground either no he's got good takedown defense yeah um yeah I, i'll follow you there getting plus money plus 105 um i'll go ahead and take that as well um then you got the Two title fights in a row, both female. Uh, you got Shevchenko taking on Andrade, and then you got Wei Lee taking on Nami Yunus, which I'm kind of looking forward to that fight. Yeah. Wei Lee, if you remember, she was the one who put that football inside of uh, <laughs> uh, 
Joanna's Joanna J checks, whatever inside of her forehead. Um, that was one of the greatest fights I've ever seen, which believe it or not, um, they were throwing bombs that entire fight. So she's 21 and one. She's minus 200 of a favorite. This is way Lee. I skipped over Shevchenko. I'll go right back. Um, so are you, are you taking this one? Which one? Wei Lee and Nami Yunus. Yeah. Are you taking Nami Yunus? Um, yeah. Really? Yeah. She just doesn't hit hard. Yeah, but she's capable. Like, I think she hits harder than uh, Jacek. You think? Yeah. Didn't yeah, and didn't she's Nami, probably, didn't Nami Yunus beat her, and then Jacek got her back. I know they no Jacek uh, Rose beat her both times. Did she beat her twice? Yeah. Okay. And then there was a uh, so you can look at it like that. Like I think Thug wrote. Rose might have knocked her out in the first fight. And then they got a rematch, and I think she won a, a clear decision win. Yeah. And then you can say, oh, well, you look at that, the way that she performed against Joanna, and then the way that Zhang performed against Joanna, and that yeah, um, maybe that's why you're, you're picking Thug Rose. But um, I don't know. Zhang's one twenty one in a row. Yeah, she's she, fucking good, dude. She's like, twenty one and one and twenty one. She's a wins savage. in a row. So I mean, she's really good. I just think that the skill set here. You like the matchup? Yeah, of Rose being able to. I think that she can strike with her. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm not going to touch it, but I'm definitely going to watch it. It's it's going to be a really good fight. I think. And then if it does go to, the, I'm worried a little bit about Zhang's strength. Zhang strong. She's definitely strong. And she's yeah. tough. So um. But then on the ground, if it does somehow get to the ground, uh, Rose has got got the submission skills to to pick up a win there. But um, yeah, I guess if I had a pick, like, okay, how do I think that this fight goes? Um, yeah, I mean, Wei Lee wants to stand and throw. Yeah, Nami Yunus is more likely to take it to the ground than Wei Lee is. Yeah, maybe, but I mean, you could see I could see a lot of like clinch situations here to her trying to overpower. Mm-hmm. Her and then you just never know where it's gonna go. Yeah, I do think that Wei Li's got to be careful uh, if it does go to the ground and try not to let the fight go there. Yeah, but um, no, I think not. Nami Yunus probably wins on points. Probably. Yeah. Either that or she somehow gets a submission. Okay. Because Wei Li makes a mistake. Yeah, I'm gonna stay away from it. But I, like I said, I'm definitely gonna watch it. It's gonna be a damn good fight. Um, what about Shevchenko and Andrade? Are you touching this at all? No, but um, it's like your eyes kind of light up when you see Shevchenko under uh, minus 800 or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah. But no, Andrade's a real deal. Yeah. she's going to um, be another good one. She beat Thug Rose, slammed her on her head, and uh-huh. knocked her out. Um, And then who else did she beat? Um, She lost to Zhang. If you give me a second, I might be able to... Uh... I might be able to think about it. Um, yeah, I mean, she she's good. Yeah, and that's why the odds are a lot closer. I think that. So yeah, her and her and Thug Rose fought again, and Rose got the uh, split the, the decision. decision. Yeah, um, she's already lost to Wei Lee by K. Yeah, so Wei Lee's fought the best. Yeah, so she's showing twenty one fight win streak, and she's been beating the best lately, but. Um, not in this other woman's fight, Shevchenko and Andrade. I I think a lot of people, 
I don't know. Shevchenko is just so above and beyond everybody else. Mm-hmm. But then um, Andrade's moving to this division, up a division, I think. Because uh, she used to fight at 115, which is Zhang and uh, where Rose is fighting yeah. for the championship. And this is the 125 belt, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm going to stay away from it, but like I said, I'll, I'll be watching that one as well. Um, it's not often I get excited about the female fights, but no, yeah, both, these are pretty good ones. W- when you look at these fights, I think that uh, I'm more excited about the other outside of the Uriah Hall and Chris Weidman fight. Mm-hmm. These are these are the next two uh, fights that I'm most excited about that I think are going to be uh, more competitive than people think. Yeah, I would agree. Um, obviously, the main event, Kamaru Usman versus Jorge Masvidal. The the second go round, first one was pretty much dominated by Usman. A lot of um, a lot of what was it? Foot stomps. Um, really one sided on the odds. Minus four twenty for Usman, plus three thirty for Masvidal. Um, right off the bat, I mean, who do I think is going to win? I think Usman's going to win again. I don't think there's all that much that Masvidal will be able to do if Usman's able to take it to the ground. But with plus 330 odds, I feel like I'm going to take a shot on Usman there. I mean, on uh, Masvidal and just kind of hope. You know what I mean? If they if, if Usman does make the decision that he wants to try to stand in exchange to kind of display his striking, which we saw him do with Colby Covington, um, who Colby Covington's known as a wrestler. He's not known as a striker, but he's got very good stand-up as well. If he wants to go, go ahead and try to display that, then Masvidal's got a, a damn good chance. I mean, he's he's deadly on his feet. Yeah. Which side are you leaning? Usman. Are you? You were on Masvidal last time. Yeah. Like, But Usman's better than uh, he was last time. I mean, yeah. I, he probably. That's what I'm saying. If I had to, I, just for the plus 330 alone, I'll take a shot. Like, I'll probably it. put this. I'm going to do some more research after we're done recording, uh, like on the undercard and prelims and all that. Yeah. And, um. See if I can't find something else I like, but I'll probably put together a parlay, and Usman will be uh, the finishing mm-hmm. thing of that. Well, what I mean, you were on Masvidal last time, though. I remember I was on Usman. That's what I said. Yeah, I, I didn't well, think I thought, you would have an answer for his wrestling. Yeah, and that's not. Uh, it's like if it does stand up, I think Masvidal still, like I said in the first fight, that Masvidal has a advantage with quickness. Yeah. And things like that, and you saw him kind of get the kicks going early. Mm-hmm. So you wonder how if he can make that last a little bit longer. But it's just if the fight does go into the fourth and the fifth rounds, it's just I don't see. Um, I really don't see Jorge Masvidal being able to knock out Kamar Usman, and I feel like that's the only way he can win. Yeah. No, yeah, I think if he were going to do anything, it would have to be early. But, yeah, no, Usman's a force. Usman's one of the powerful. And he's better than he was when they first fought. Yeah. And you you could say that about um, Masvidal, but Masvidal hasn't fought since that fight. Yeah, I mean, you you can say it, but nothing's been shown to prove that. But, yeah, yeah, no, I saw he Usman impressed me against Gilbert Burns. Oh, yeah, me too. The pull counter with the right straight, it was like, that's high level. That's what you see boxers doing. Yeah. And he... And he's got got one of the best jabs in mixed martial arts. So yep. I mean, he's got to utilize the jab. The jab, try to the keep jab is what started fucking burns up. Right. That that was Dropped the turning. Him, point. Yeah. Yeah. That was the turning point right there. Once he started really sticking him with that jab, because Burns was in control after that first round. Yeah. I mean, he almost he damn near finished him, if I remember correctly. Yeah, he stunned him. Yeah. Um. That was a, that was a really good fight. I look forward to watching Burns fight again. But yeah, no, I mean, Usman stand up gets better and better every time we see him. Um. And his wrestling's 
top tier. So Masvidal's got a puncher's chance, but it's hard for me to take minus 420. It is on something, on on a sport where anything can happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, I mean, it's going to be a good fight, hopefully. It's better than the first one. Um First one was pretty much dominated by Usman. A lot of, a lot well, of like it came out. I don't know. It, it kind of looked like I don't remember the exact. I know Masvidal came out and I don't know if he won the first round because he might have got taken down. Yeah, but he could definitely came out and won the first half of that that first round against Usman. Yeah, yeah, because he was use. It was like you could clearly see that there was a discrepancy in speed. As far as striking and on the feet was concerned, and and Masvidal possessed it, so may, maybe your your case here is that given that he has had so much time to prepare, get his body right, and uh, cut weight the right way, versus uh, on a week's notice, that he'll have a much better shot at winning. Although I agree with that, I just think that the Usman that he's fighting is even better than. The last yeah. Usman that he fought. No, yeah, I'm by no means not on the Usman train. I think Usman's one of the best fighters in the sport. Obviously, he's a champion um, in, in a pretty tough welterweight division. So, yeah, I don't know. I'll take a shot on the plus 330. But if I do a parlay, it's probably I'm going to throw Usman in there. So, But, yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, it's more stuff to watch. Um, you got yeah, anything more? Yeah, I did, like, mess around to just check, which I don't want to give this out because there's two underdogs in it. But, like, if you did do a parlay with Uriah Hall, Rose, and Usman, it would be a plus 550 payout. So That's actually pretty good. Uriah Hall's plus 105, and then... I think you, you're right. If I had to say, all right, this one's my lock, it's Uriah Hall, plus 105. Okay. All right. But the Rose one, it's, like, one where I'm... Um, I could see it going either way. No, yeah, Whaley's but, a, but that girl's a because savage. of the odds being this far apart. I think you got to go with the one that's getting plus money, plus one seventy. When I saw it, yeah, no, that's what I got it at as well. Um, but yeah, all right, UFC two sixty one on Saturday. If you got any other questions that we didn't touch on, I mean, you can obviously message message us on Twitter. Do you have anything else to touch on before we go? Nope. All right, episode 80 is in the books. Um, obviously, if you've been listening by now, you know that this is essentially our off season. We're still gonna we're still gonna record. Um, we're still gonna give you picks. If you have a question on any specific game, I'm still betting baseball every day. Um, you can always message us on Twitter, and I'll give you my thoughts. Um, and same same goes with Nick. But yeah, like I said, this is essentially our off season. We're we're football and college basketball. Um, yeah, UFC 262 is going to be sick. Who's 262? Chandler and... Oh, that's right. Um, what's his name? Chandler and... Um, he has the same name as the guy that's fighting this weekend. Why am I drawing a blank? Why am I drawing a blank? Oliveira. Yes, yes. And then you got Tony Ferguson versus Darnoosh. Yep. And there's another lightweight fight on that one, isn't there? I think so. I was just looking at it the other day, too. I don't know why. I'm I was looking at, like, so when I went to go look up the odds and stuff, it had 262 there as well, and I was like, oh, man, I wish this was this weekend. Yeah, I know, for I real. I think it's May 15th or something like that. Apparently, they're expecting a full house of fans. So we'll see how that goes. Um, but, yeah, so, all right, episode 80 in the books. Um, next week, we'll touch on the NFL draft, and we got a few other things that we can touch on as well. Uh, but, yeah, y'all have a good one. Who that? We do!